Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, Alex Albisu. This is episode 114, and with me is my wife, Deanna. Hello. Hello, Deanna. Hi. We're here to talk about a very timely topic for us. We're a month out from our baby boy being born. We're going to talk about five ways, five tips, if you will, to support your pregnant partner. Because here you are, very pregnant. You're beautiful, but you're pregnant. I am very pregnant. Yeah. And you are also uh, feeling very pregnant. So there are a bunch of things that I think are worth bringing up. And I asked Deanna to kind of compile a list of her top things that she really kind of needs help with and things to look for. And I figured that this would be really, really helpful to any other partners out there who may be trying to support their pregnant partner. So uh, Deanna has agreed to be here. So thank you so much for for putting that together. Uh, so first and foremost, though, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Like you said, I'm feeling very pregnant. So yeah, um, things hurt. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently is common for the second pregnancy. So just trying to kind of roll with the punches and take it easy when I need to. Yeah, that's important. That's very important. So you're you're doing a great job, and Aria has been very excited. We're getting very so excited. close, so close, and still feels like there's a lot to do. But we've also gotten a lot done. Yeah, no, we have, and. But yeah, there is still some stuff we have to get done, but we're, we're getting there. Yeah, you can go back and listen to our previous episode where we uh, talked about how this baby, we thought it was going to be a girl, then it was a boy. You can go back to thedadchronicle.com and listen to that episode. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and jump right into some of these topics, Deanna? So what is your first tip? So first thing I would say is be involved. Like, don't let her kind of do whatever and you don't know what's going on like even with covid right now you know you're not allowed to go to the appointments but you know when the appointments are uh you don't you don't drive you started off by driving me to my appointments yeah um but then it kind of got to the point where it's like it doesn't really make sense for you just to drive and then sit in the car and wait for me but um i think you still block off your calendar just in case something pops up yeah um so being involved in that way, so knowing when the appointments are. Um, I think I've only missed a couple of appointments, and like it, the way that that ended up occurring was, I felt like super guilty about it at first. I was going to all the appointments, and I felt like that was still really important for me to be there, just in case of anything. And you know, I was just, I was just outside. But it also came down to, you know, like I ended up having like this work meeting, and you were like, just stay home, like right. Well, I didn't think there was one time where I had such an early appointment that. You had to take care of Aria. Yeah, and that was another one. I had to take care of Aria during a thing. and But I think the other thing is you came to some of the earlier appointments because we were so concerned with having the miscarriage earlier in the year. Once we kind of realized everything was going to be okay, you know, things were moving forward in an okay manner, you didn't need to be right outside right, right. anymore. So, um, but not only that, like with the appointments just checking in on her, checking in, asking how she's feeling, like be involved in the process. Um, Don't just expect her to keep you in the loop, like be curious, ask questions, don't get, but don't like get too curious. Like, I don't know, sometimes too many questions get annoying because you as the pregnant woman is trying to figure things out as well. So um, just be available and involved. Yeah, good, good stuff. What's your second tip? Um, create a list of to do's. So I actually just added this one, didn't tell you about it beforehand. But um, once you start getting to the point, for me personally, as a planner, I have a running list of things going through my head at all times, baby related, not baby related things we need to do, 
you and I have had this conversation numerous times and how our minds work and that I'm always, I know what we're doing next, like Friday at three, like that kind of stuff. So create a to-do list that you guys are sharing. Um, So for us, our to-do list was like, you know, cleaning out a storage space and decorating the nursery and painting some pieces for the nursery, things like that. And everyone should kind of know what they're in charge of and what you guys need to do together. Yeah. And for, and lucky for me, like I'm not the most organized person. Deanna's pretty organized. And so we were able to come up with that list and adhere to it. We're about a month out and still have a couple things to do. It's but like you're finishing one of them today. Like you're finishing the painting on stuff. And then we just have to decorate. And then our storage in the basement is the only other thing we have to like kind of clean back up. Yeah. So we're, we're doing pretty good, but figuring that out early was, was really, really good. Um, there are some other things that you should plan to, uh, prepare for. And in fact, I'm going to be recording a YouTube video that'll kind of jump into some of the stuff that, um, that the partner who's not pregnant in this situation can do to kind of lessen the, uh, the burden. So I would encourage you guys to head over to incastmedianetwork.com. There's a link there to our YouTube channel and you can subscribe. So look out for that video coming shortly, um, as sort of a companion to this. But I think, yeah, having a list, finding the things that are really important to do as well, but also understanding the things that aren't as important to do and prioritizing accordingly is good. So like, for instance, the painting on one of these things that we're working on is kind of a, it was important to paint it, but it wasn't as important as going out and buying some of the formula and some of the things that the kid is going to need, right? Like this is just an aesthetic piece rather than necessity. Right. So yeah, some of the things we had on our to-do list I have it up right now. It, it's a mixture of necess- like necessary things and non and, and nice to haves is what I'd yeah. like to call them. So like one of the things that was necessary was to, you know, uh, wash and put away clothes that we were going to keep from Aria for this new one. Now, granted, at the time, that was when we thought we were having a girl. So that was all the clothes. All the pretty dresses and things. Right. But <laughs> um, other things are was like pulling out the baby stuff from the basement. That was necessary. We needed to figure out what we had, what we needed to get. Things that aren't weren't needing to happen right then and there, but they were nice to haves or we had been planning to do them, like um, fixing a drawer in the kitchen, stuff like yeah. that. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. So what's your third thing, Deanna? Third thing is kind of a combination of two. Uh, so basically, allow her to rest when she says she needs it. Because... This is a hard one for me personally because I am someone who likes to go and do all the things. If I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll and I just want to go. Um, but sometimes my body starts to tell me that I need to relax and, and not do it as much. So that's when I'm able to kind of tell you like, look, I need to sit down and keep my feet up, which means then you take on some of the responsibilities that I would normally have in the household. Um, for instance, you've been giving Aria her baths more often, especially if you have another kid this is key because the kid still needs her parents, like Arya still needs her parents, but I can't bend over to give her a bath all the time. You can't do some of the physical things. Exactly. Yep. So, and if I'm really hurting, which I have been lately, just to help stay a little more relaxed and calm about it, because then I start stressing, I just sit and relax. And then you kind of take over the dishes and Aria and all that kind of stuff. So yep. it's going to feel 
probably like a lot more work on your end. It's just, you know, there's a lot going on over here. <laughs> yeah. And the energy level is really fluctuating when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Takes a lot of energy out of your system in order to produce a child, it turns out. Yep. Who to thunk. Right. Yeah. Who to thunk it. What's your fourth thing? Well, it kind of goes along with the energy is when she does feel a bit of energy, go with it. Let like help her do what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, she'll try and do it on her own, which is probably not the best idea in some cases, depending on what it is she needs to do. But, uh, you know, if she gets that burst of energy to clean out the closet, if you're available there to help, go help. Yeah. If she doesn't want you to help, then that's fine. Um, but she also needs to understand, too, she shouldn't be lifting the heavy things if she's not supposed to. And basically what I do is I just leave those aside, figure out where they're going to go. And then when you do have a couple minutes, um, just ask you to move those things to where I want them to be. Yeah. And I think a really good way to approach it, especially with somebody like Deanna, is it's asking, how can I help? Yeah. You know, not not like, here, let me take that or, yeah. uh, or no, stop doing that. You're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, no, that one, that's not the best line to use. No. That gets very frustrating. Yeah, because there is a sense of, you know, continuity that you want to have in your life, even though there are some restrictions. It, it's more a matter of, hey, how can I help you? Yeah, I think there was one day I was really just exhausted. But I also had in my mind that I really wanted to clean out the coat closet and you made me sit down and we watched a show and then I went to go get up and <laughs> you kind of looked at me you go I don't mean anything by this but you do look very tired and I was like no I'm okay I really just want to get this done and I, it was like a week that I had been like super productive too yeah and you were like no one can sit here and say you aren't getting anything done I was like I know but in my mind I had this on my to-do list today and I want to get it done while Aria is taking a nap it won't take me that long and you kind of just were like, well, what can I do to help? You know, I can do some of these things, too. And I was like, just take care of the dishes for me. That's all. Yeah. Something that simple. It didn't even have to do with the coat closet. Just that was another thing on my list in my head that day. And just doing the usual, take a look around, see what needs to be taken care of and just do it. Yep. Never hurts to. I mean, I'll say this also. It's hard to read your partner's mind. Mm -hmm. If there is some regular things that they ask you to do over and over again, perhaps try to be a little proactive about it, but approaching it in a helpful collaborative manner is, it, it never hurts. So mm -hmm. now what's your fifth and final thing? Try your best to roll with all the emotions. Oh yeah. Um, they come and go in waves and you know, just last week I had an emotional breakdown about paint. So and I could tell that you had a struggle with it yourself. And part of my emotional breakdown about it was because I knew how hard you had worked on it and I didn't want to upset you. But there was something telling me this wasn't right and I was going to look at it and not be okay with it. So talking with you about it, letting you know, trying to figure out a solution, um, that was my goal there. But, you know, there was a lot of other things going on, but roll with all the emotions as much as you can. Yep. Now, if she's being, there are times where they are completely irrational and there should never be a time where she is completely mean or rude or, you know, any of that. That's a different story. But when it comes down to legitimately, I was crying over paint and I've cried over a bunch of other random stuff. Just try and roll with it. Yeah. And I would, I would add on to that to say that even if it is completely unreasonable and if she is being mean or whatever the situation is 
that is not the time to confront it and address it. Yeah. So the best thing to do is, yeah, roll with it and move forward with some grace and, and consult with yourself if it's worth an argument or not. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know what, just realizing the state that she's in and, you know, just going with it is going to be better for everybody. Um, because at the end of the day, if she's fussing about it, it's very important um, at, at some kind of deep-rooted level. So, you know, it's time to put aside any pride or whatever. But that's also not to say that it. we should treat, that pregnant women should be treating their spouses or no, partners no, no, like no. crap. That's not, that is not what I'm trying to say right, at all. Right, But But to be clear, that's not the time to address it in the heat of that issue. Right. You always try to find a calming way, you know, when, when things have settled, hey, let's talk about the way that that went down. I don't appreciate how, or it may, it, it made me feel like whatever it was, or even, you know, trying to avoid a less me approach and rather approaching it like, hey, I noticed you seemed irritated about this. Let's talk about how that went down. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that that's an even better way to approach it rather than, hey, that made me feel like something because you want to try to approach things in a collaborative and, and supportive manner. Right. So um, those are some of the things that we're dealing with here. We're trying to we're, we're trying to be Team Albisu and take care <laughs> of a kid and prepare for this baby. And as we were getting closer and we're a month out, I thought it would be valuable to have Deanna come forward with some some stuff that she really looks to. Not saying that I do all those things 100% of the time perfectly, but I definitely... Yeah, but you do well. Oh, thank you. I, I try, you know, and I would say that out there, partners are doing their best to support their pregnant partners during this time. You know, perhaps this list helps. And if this does help, feel free to share this episode with any of your friends. Uh, you can send them over to thedadchronicle.com. So uh, again... Deanna, thanks so much for, for taking the time to, to share some of this. No problem. And before we head out, I want to remind friends at home that we have a brand new Patreon set up. If you head over to supportadad.com, you can find a level that works well for you and get some cool merch and some other rewards like that. If you do it before November 4th at $5 a month or more, I will be sending you a handwritten note. What? Saying thank you. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Nice little personal touch. But a uh, big thank you to everybody who's been supporting so far. Special thanks to Omar Aru, who has also been on this show. Thank you very much for becoming the latest patron over at supportadad.com. And if you'd like to reach out to us here on this show and chime in on any of the conversations that were happening, email thedadchroniclepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourself and be good to others. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.